0: traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds
1: the journey starts now on the international equine network good afternoon horse people horse fans horses horse farms horse everything good afternoon this is Scott Miller coming to you live from Delray Beach Florida the international equine network and we got a lot of derby Kentucky Derby, a lot of horse racing to talk about today. And that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about. It's all thoroughbreds today. Um, it's interesting, uh, this time of year, we've come around to, you know, getting ready to go into our spring racing and, and the Derby, in the Preakness to Belmont and, you know, the summer travers up in Saratoga and, you know, that type of thing. And it's all, how it, how it began last September. Uh, last September with the airquois stakes, everybody started pointing for the Kentucky Derby. And you got to have the best laid plans and, you know, you got to have it all mapped out for the year and, and what, you know, what ifs and what, you know, what happens, uh, if you have a little setback here and there and the adjustments that you make and, you know, that type of thing. It's a very difficult situation the horse business is. To be honest with you, it's just really tough, uh, when, when you look at it. And no matter whether you're, you've got show horses, uh, rodeo, AQHA horses, um uh, you know, uh, standard bred horses, uh, it, it's all, it's all about the plan. It's about the journey. And, and that's why we uh, say the journey starts here, uh, with what we're doing. We try to bring into focus, you know, the best way that, that I see you know, and, and maybe, you know, people have various opinions on it. But it, I, I'm the kind of person that, uh, uh, starts prepping for things, you know, a year from now. Uh, that, that type
0: of thing. Um,
1: start looking forward. I always have to have something to look forward to. And so we're right on, on the cusp of, of the Derby and, and everything. The Derby's six weeks away. Uh, we're just kind of looking at everything, you know, that we've done in the past and kind of reflecting and, you know, seeing what happens, you know, to get the horses there. Uh, and it's, it's interesting. Now, now we're going to start going back and looking at a few things, uh, here. Back in September, they have a race at Churchill Downs called, called the Iroquois. The Iroquois Stakes is a, is a great stakes race to, to go to. Um, it's the first uh, of the derby points uh, that you can get. And what I like about the Eric was is not saying that I'd really want to run in it, but just saying that what I like about it, Um it would be nice to run in it and win it, but, uh, it's, it's a, it's a true test, uh, of the road to the derby. And last year they had it, uh, instant coffee, uh, was a, a good horse. And he he wins the thing. Uh, it's a it's a tough race to go to um, to have your horse ready that that early in the year. And when you get them ready that early, you've you got to have to rest them up somewhere along the line. It's hard to go from September to May, you know, at a top training level. And so usually the Erycoid is a good test to see what kind of horse you have. Good horses come out of that race. And then right on the heels of that is the Jockey Club. And then right on the heels of that is the Breeders Cup Juvenile. So there's three races that you can point for. And it's a whole different ball game when you have a two year old and you're pointing for, you know, for the Derby. Uh, you either, you can join one of them, two of them, or all three of them actually. Uh, you know, that, that's the tough part that you've got to, got to decide. So, then after you get through to the fall, then you get back into uh, you know, January and you start start down the road to to the Derby. And there's a lot of good races, a lot of good prep races. A lot of the racetracks, you know, like Oakland and Louisi and um uh fairgrounds in New Orleans, they all have one, two, you know, prep races before their big races, uh, you know, like um uh and uh hot springs for example, Port Arkansas Derby, they got the Southwest Stakes uh there. They have um in Louisiana they've got the Louisiana Derby and they've got two or three uh stake races that prep you for your you know, for that race. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to focus on getting your horse on the trail to the Derby on the road to the Kentucky Derby. And you you take it in series and segments. You get the two-year-old, you get him trained, you start training him, you get him broke, you get him ready to go. Okay, once you get him ready to go, you decide what direction you're going to go in. Are you going to start in Kentucky? Are you going to start in Arkansas? Are you going to start in Florida? Are you going to start in Louisiana? Are you going to start in California or New York? All those states have prep races in a major, major race before the Kentucky Derby that will get you into the Kentucky Derby if you if you do good. And so usually what you like to do is you like to train your horse for well let's say for the Florida Derby. Um you're down here, uh you're in here in the winter time, uh the weather's pretty good most of the time, and then you start looking at uh, like the swale stakes, the fountain of youth, um, you know, to prepping you for the for the uh Florida Derby. Um Tampa Bay Derby's down here. Uh, you know, the Sam Houston, they prepped for that. You have all these races that prep to each one of these derbies. And so if you get on, on the bandwagon, you say, okay, I'm going to go and stay in Florida and prep for the Florida Derby and then the Kentucky Derby. So now you kind of narrowed everything down. You've got a plan. You know, you got a plan of where you're going and how you're going to get there. And so... <laughs> uh you know there's a lot of things that uh, can happen along that road i'm telling you i've been there and done that and i'm telling you uh like we were talking about here in the past uh the weather has become a significant factor this year in the 2023 Kentucky Derby even though we're not in Churchill yet the weather has played a major part in what we do new orleans hot springs balt our uh, new york California, they've all had serious situations with the weather. They've missed days of training. They've had bad track conditions. Uh, They had quite a few issues uh, in New York with the wind uh, and snow and ice, you know, where they had to stop training on the tracks for a while. Now, usually once you have a a fit horse, you know, two or three days are not going to, you know, hurt your horse missing training. But the problem of it is is that when you're training for the derby and you miss two or three days because of weather and then you come back, the track conditions are not as good as they they should have been. so you know you're you're training on a sloppy or a muddy track, um, you're training in the cold, you're training in the wind and the rain. you know there's a lot of things, so those days pile up even though you do get to the track it doesn't mean that you're going to have a good day of training. You're going to get around the track. But, you know, if it's muddy and, and, you know, in bad shape, you're not going to do too much because you don't want risk injury. And same thing out in California. They had a lot of wind. They had a lot of heat. They had a lot of rain. Uh, They had everything. Hot springs, same thing. It's been muddy. It's been rainy. It's been bad. Same thing in New Orleans. You know, bad, bad, bad. The only place, and not, not because I'm from Florida, uh, the only place that it's been pretty consistent has been here in South Florida. So that you got the Tampa Bay Derby crowd and you got the Florida Derby crowd coming out, going to the
0: Derby this year.
1: So, you know, after you start looking at that, you know, you start thinking about, well, you know, what races are we going to race during the spring to get to, you know, to get to the Kentucky Derby? And you know when you start looking at you know the races that are out there, you say well you know i could I could go here is this race gonna be tough is it gonna be how how's it gonna come out you know how how are we gonna look at it and so the other day I started sitting down and looking uh looking at what all' going on here with the races uh going into the derby and I was kind of amazed. What was available? And then I started looking at the horses that were coming to the Derby and how they got here. And like I said, it started back 7th, September 17th with the Iroquois. Uh, and then, you know, you literally every week we had, uh, had some type of Derby Point race. Um uh, we had the, uh, the American Pharaoh. Uh, it, it was, it was a good race. That was back, um on October the 8th in Santa Anita.
0: We had the uh,
1: Claiborne Futurity, um, which was October 8th at King. Was, then we had the veteran uh, trophy stakes, October 22nd. Um, and that, that was uh, in, in England. So you start seeing what else going on, and it just blows your mind. Then the fourth, we had the Breeders' Cup, uh, November 4th. Uh, then the 26th we
0: had the new, you know, the jockey club stakes. So now that got you through the fall. And once you get through the fall,
1: you, you take a little rest and you evaluate your horse and see where you're going. And see what else going on. Uh, you know, with this. Sounds like we're getting to get some music there. <laughs> so then we keep on going and we looked at the Remsen stakes. Uh, which was December 3rd. Uh, then we looked at the Los Alamitos Futurity, which was December 17th. And then we listened to the Remington uh, Springboard Mile, which was December 17th. So now we're starting to get some, you know, legitimate horses that are running. Um, we had the Gunrunner Stakes at uh, the Fairgrounds on the 26th of December and it was pretty good. Uh, you know, it's it starting to look good. Then on January 1st, we started out with Smarty Jones uh, from the Ocon Park. And then we go to Aqueduct to the Jerome Stakes on January 7th, and the Sham Stakes at Santa Anita on January 8th. So now we're starting to get a de- defined group of horses that can take it to the next level. And the next level that we go to is is kind of exciting.
0: Uh, you
1: know, it, it's different. It's really different um, now you got down to three or four horses out of each one of those races that we just talked about that'll be taking it up to the next step and uh, then, then you're looking at the at the um uh at uh the fairgrounds uh which was a good which was a good race uh instant coffee showed up again. You know, there, and that's, that, that was the thing that, that surprised me is, uh, he, you know, he's on a good road, you know, to going back to the, to, you know, the road, road to the Derby. And so I, I was sitting there thinking like, oh man, uh, you know, uh, uh, here we started out with the Iroquois and I, I know I said earlier, uh, instant coffee, uh, but it was curly Jack at one of the Iroquois stakes. Uh, so now I'm sitting there looking. It's, my goodness, Dustin, these horses are now getting good, getting real good, you know. And, uh, Instant Coffee is a horse that come along pretty good there. I, I was surprised at him that he stayed like he has, um, you know, from uh, the time that he started going. Uh, and, and he was good. He's a good horse. Um to come back and win, win the fairgrounds, that, that was good. Uh, Two Fills was in there, confidence game uh were in there uh those were really nice horses and they're they're coming along as good as I thought they'd come along um the Southwest stakes on january twenty eighth from Oklahoma Park uh was won by Arabian Night and Arabian Night is no longer in the mix because he came out uh had some issues and and he came out but um other than that uh out of the southwest, there weren't a lot of good horses in, i mean there were good horses in there. But none that were going to step up, you know, the, the goal and go on. And so then we get down to, uh, February 4th, the Holy Bull, a preparation for the Florida Derby. We had Rocket Can, uh, Shadow Dragon, West Coast Cowboy, Legacy Isle. And, uh, they, they were all tough horses. It was a good race. It was a good race, but nothing that was really was outstanding in there. Um, February 4th again. Uh, Robert Lewis out at Santa Anita. We had a horse named Newgate, hard to figure, Worcester, and Arabian Lion came out. Um, good field, good race, but just, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't a, a big-time derby contender in there. Then we get to, down to February 11th, uh, the hit show. Uh, the Weather States hit show on that. Uh, pretty good. Arctic Arrogance was in there, General Baker, uh, and it proved right. Again, another good group of horses, but nothing that set the world on fire. And so now we come back down to uh, Florida to the Sam F. Davis Stake. And, and a nice uh, race going a mile and 16. And a uh, litigate out of nowhere comes out. And I mean, let me tell you something. This surprised the trainer. It surprised the owner. It surprised everybody. This horse showed up and he's a young green horse and he didn't know what to do. But he, when they asked him to run, he ran and, and he wins. That's a Todd Pletcher horse. So, you know, he showed up. So he, he's a legitimate one coming out of there. Then we get out to uh, California to the El Camino Real Derby. Uh, some nice horses in there. But again, not anybody that's going to be setting the world on fire on the road to the Derby. Um, we had Chase Chaos. Uh, he wins the race. Uh, nice horse. Good race. You know, but nothing that's really lighting me up and saying, hey, you know, maybe this horse going to win the Derby. You know, so that that's one thing that I looked at. And um, I just kept thinking, like, oh, my goodness. What's it gonna be this year? How's it gonna be this year? That's what we're looking at. And I said, you know, it's gonna be interesting. A lot of things playing into issues here.
0: You know, along,
1: along with the, the winters, we're starting to look at the weather. Now the weather's coming in and this is when the weather starts getting bad. You know, around the track in February and March, uh, the risen star, um, had angel of Empires, uh, stun thunder. Uh, two fills, two fills was a horse that came out that I noticed. Uh, it was a nice looking horse, good horse, and it really ran good. And we had, um, Tappet's Conquest. Uh, he came out of there and he really looked good. You know, I, I was amazed at uh, how good uh, those two horses looked. So mark them up and we start looking at them down the road. keeping an eye, see where they're going
0: to. Uh,
1: you know, and again, it's all the weather deciding where you're going to go if you're going to go. You know, make sure the weather's going to be good because, you know, you can't get in a situation of of being held back by weather or missing days or having race dates, uh, you know, canceled. Then we came out to the Rebel States. Confidence Game was there. Uh, Red uh, Route 1 was there. Verifying was there. Bourbon Bash was there. Those horses were horses that could possibly go on to the Derby. Depending on what happens down the road. You know, it, those were good. Confidence Game was a really good horse that came out, uh, that I thought was good. Then we had, um the Patent State, uh, over in England. Uh, Cairo, uh, News at 10, Stormy Entry, and Cash Out, uh, was, they all ran good, you know, but there was nothing to say, hey, let's get on a plane and go to the States and run. You know, uh, somewhere out, run again for the Derby. Get our point. Then we had March 4th, the John Bataglia that came out, um, at Turfway Park. Um, again, you know, you're looking at weather and Congerant, uh, won the race. Uh, Bromley was there. Bromley was one that's kind of hanging around for a while. Uh, you know, he, he's starting to look good. But again, he's a victim of being up north in the weather and training days. Uh, um, then on March 4th, also we had the fountain of youth State. If Forte wins, you're looking at the two year old champion of the year. You're looking at, um at, at uh, uh, a horse that's just unbelievable. You know, he, he's something else. He came back off a long layoff head runner, not run since November. And here he is coming back and, you know, running here in March off of, you know, three month layoff and he wins easy. Uh, Rocket Cam was in there, Cyclone Mischief, and Shadow Dragon. And those weren't horses that set the world on fire. You know, uh, uh, they were there at the dance, but you know, they didn't, they didn't make any, anything. You know, anybody stand up. Then we had, um uh, the San Felipe. Uh, March 4th, uh, from Santa Anita. Again, you're looking at weather conditions and things that happened out there. Practical move, he was, he was a nice one, much the best. And, but yet again, you know, you gotta ask yourself, was this the derby performance? No, it wasn't. It was, a, it was on the way to the derby, but he would have to really improve great from that. Then we had March 4th, we had the Gotham States. Grace Kane, Slytherin Mahoney, General Baker, Eye and Clover, clear the air. There's nothing in there that really
0: set the world on fire. Nothing. Nothing in there. So then we get in to the Tampa Bay Derby
1: on March 11th. And out of nowhere, another Todd Fletcher, horse, just like Litigate, you know, and Forte, he comes up in the Tampa Bay Derby, and this guy just, he just—he controlled that race. And so you're looking at um Classic Car Wash, uh, Classic Legacy, uh, Pirate Hawk, and Lord Miles. <clears throat> Again, everybody that finished behind him was not in a situation to where, you know, they could come by and win, you know. But it's a horse that's on the road in the right path to the Derby so now we we come up and we look at u a e derby that's gonna be uh happening this weekend. There's really nothing that's set in there that's gonna be coming out uh not nothing at all uh we're looking at the twenty Twin Spires Louisiana derby uh which is on the twenty fifth
0: now <laughs> something might come out of there something just might come out of there, so we're gonna see. What happens uh, tomorrow in Louisiana? It's it's a good race.
1: Um, we got some real, real real horses there for this one. We're looking at a twelve horse field. Uh, a lot of new horses. It's coffee will be be in there, which he was on the Derby Road early. Curly Jack that um, Tom Amos, that um, you know won the uh, Iroquois. Uh, we've got a lot of good
0: horses in this race. Um, the thing that gets me uh, about this race <coughs> is that um,
1: a, good, a good example about preparing your horses for the Derby. It appears to me that there's probably five or six horses in the Louisiana Derby that are pointing towards uh the Preakness, which is two weeks after the Derby. Uh, Tappas Conquest for Brad Cox I think is a prettiest horse um, I think if you look at Instant Coffee and Curly Jack, those are prettiest horses, you know, that are in there and then Todd Fletcher's got a horse called King's Barn um, he's a spencer of horse uh, and I think he's he got a good shot at either winning this thing or if he doesn't, he'll be a good preparation for him to get to the to the Preakness because the Preakness would be literally um, seven weeks off, and he he could race one more time between now and then at an undercard race somewhere. But um, you know I think that that's what it's going to be. Um, I think Instant Coffee and Clearly Jack will be the two to beat. Um, Kings Barn will become running at him. Tappet's Conquest is going to be tough. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. But the, the, this is another thing that we were talking about. When you have a prep right, race like this, and like I said, depending on how they come out of this race, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, you know, and where they where they go. They won't know until you know Tuesday or Wednesday of next week when to see the how their horse come out of the race. If he comes out good, you know, you might really consider going to the Derby. Uh, but if he doesn't, you've always got the Preakness to look at, you know, down the road. So that, you know, that's a big consideration there. There's a lot of decisions that have to be made by the trainer and the owner now, uh, on their, you know, journey to the Kentucky Derby. So that's, that's the thing that we were looking at, you know, in that race. So then we, we have the Sunland Park Derby, which is the 26th. Um, it's the short field. There's seven horses in it. Uh, Bob Baffert has a horse called Hard to Figure. He's not going to the Derby. Uh, that's for sure, because of the, uh, legal situation that he has. That's just not going. So then, uh, who do we have in there? Uh, how did he do that it is Steve Ashley's horse. And he's, uh, he's gonna be tough. Fort Bragg, uh, which was another Bob Baffin horse, but, uh, uh, trained by Tim Yakin now. He, he's a possibility,
0: uh, um, that's in there.
1: And the rest, there's there's nobody in there. You're looking at two horses that could possibly, you know, go to the races, and that would be uh, how do how did he do that? Steve asked Tim Yachton has Fort Bragg, and then the rest uh, I don't think are even going to be anywhere close. So you know, again, this this is Derby points, and and it's a big decision for him to make. Do they, you know, uh, race in other stake races coming up in the spring? You know, or do they go for the derby you know, but th- I don't think there's a Derby winner coming out of sunlight there, so then you know we're we're sitting here and we're looking at uh you know on Saturday at the um uh, jeff Ruby Stakes. uh it's it's a nice race there i I don't think that there's a seven hundred thousand dollar added at
0: derby points
1: and and again, this race probably. Uh, verifies everything that I'm saying, uh, here. There's a horse that in here, he's named, he, uh, is Major Dude, and it's Todd Fletcher. And I've, I've been around this horse, and I see how they're bringing him along. With his works, and with everything that he's doing, you know, I've been watching how he's doing it, and everything, and they're schooling. Every race that he goes to, he gets schooled. And I think Major Dude is a horse that's going to be prepped for the Preakness Stakes. I think he's going to be prepped for the Preakness Stakes. Uh, lightly raced, um, he's got a lot of good ground under him, but I think this is going to be the one that's uh, prepped for the for the Preakness. Um, we've got a nice horse in here. Fantastic again, um, Wesley Ward. Uh, he's a nice horse, but I don't think he's a derby horse. Uh, I really don't. And then we looked at down the road here. Um, Brad Cox has got uh Wentworth, very lightly raced. I don't think it's going to be there. And Todd Pletcher's got another horse in here, point proven. And having seen the way these races are setting up and what trainers are going to what race, I think this is the whole long and short of it. That it is, you know, prepping for other races, not for the Derby. And I think that the, that the, um, races that we have here that are going to, uh, Jeff Ruby Stakes, I think is a race that is really one of those races
0: that's getting ready for the Preakness. So that's what I think. Those are the three races this weekend that we have coming up.
1: So now we're down to the very last few races. And these last few races that we were down to, is going to really um, define who's got that last shot to get in. Now, all the races that I'm talking about now, I don't think any of these horses are going to come out and go to the derby. I don't think there's a derby winner in any of them
0: here. And the,
1: race, the races that we're talking about, um are the cardinal condition states from um uh England. I don't think somebody's coming out for that. The Florida Derby is gonna be Forte's race. Forte this is a, a good prep race for Forte and I think he's gonna win the Derby. Uh if he has a good race out out of the Florida Derby, I think he's gonna be the horse to win the Derby. Uh this, this is gonna be a an awful, awful good race. A lot of shooters in there going for him, but I think he's going to be the one to beat in there. That's the Florida Derby on April 1st. On April 1st, we got the Arkansas Derby and I really don't think anything's going to come out of the Arkansas Derby. Uh, they've had a lot of con- weather condition issues, uh, temperature, rain, uh, you name it. They've had it. Um, you know, I don't know what the race is going to be like here on Saturday. Hopefully it's a good fast track, you know, and we'll get a good, good, uh, true measure of what these horses are like. So, you know, that, that, that's gonna be a tough one. Uh, now we're talking about the Wood Memorial, uh, which is April 8th at Aqueduct. Again, I don't see any horses that'll be going, it's gonna depend how big the fields are, but I really don't see any horses coming out of the Wood Memorial going on to win the Derby. Uh, again, weather conditions, uh, are changing. Um, you're looking at springtime for these young horses coming around. They've been in winter weather. There's so many things that are going to be changing for these horses. It's going to be really, really tough, you know, for a horse out of, coming out of the wood memorial, you know, to win a derby. It's just, um few and far between. And, you know, we don't know what the weather is going to be like. Uh, you know, it's going to be tough, tough on these horses. Then we're looking at the Bluegrass Stakes in Keeneland on April the 8th. Uh, that, that's a tough race. It's a good prep race for the Preakness. And you notice I talked about a lot of these races being prep races for the pre- Preakness. You're gonna see that happen here. You're gonna see that happen. And, uh, so I have to determine what trainers are going where and when the entries come in, who, who's, who's a Preakness man or who's a Derby man. Uh, you know it's easy to get caught up in emotion if you win one of these races. Go to the Derby, but you got to be realistic. Do I really have a shot at it? You know, and, and you know maybe you do, maybe you don't. Uh, You know that, that's what I'm looking at. So the Bluegrass is kind of it's, it's kind of a tough race. It's um, six hundred thousand added going nine longs. and you get a hundred points, and you know you could do it, but not many horses come out of the Bluegrass to go ahead to win the Derby, and then. Out at Santa Anita, you have the Santa Anita Derby, which is, uh,
0: um, a
1: great race, 750,000 added going nine for furlongs. And the, the tough part about that is, is that, uh, you're out west, uh, you're generally used running against the same group of horses and, and you might have been tested in some of the others, but you know, uh, you might not have been. Uh, we've had one race out there where one trainer had a Derby Point race for Derby Point and he had it was a four horse race and he had all four of the horses in there. So you really couldn't look at that race and look for him to come out to to go to. And like we've been saying, there a lot of these races the last half, half of the season are pointing towards the preakness. And you gotta start thinking about the whole summer as a whole. What you do there, how you do it, you gotta think about all that and and what are you gonna do? then you know you start looking right after the derby, you start looking towards the travers and you know it, it's at saratoga um you know the the island or the um and, and then you think about going to uh, Monmouth Park, you know uh up there to um to race uh there's just so much there, you know, that you have to go, go through and think about. And then the last shot to get in the Derby is the Lexington Stakes. It's uh at Kingland, it's Keeneland's eight and a half furlongs, and it's on April the fifteenth. So you're looking three weeks off the Derby. So now, you know, what do you do? What do you do? And where do you go? Uh, you know, that's what it's all about. And we're, you know, it's hard to say. This is where I'm going to go and this is how I'm going to do it. Uh,
0: you know, it's, it's tough to to go that route.
1: Um, it's really, really tough to do that.
0: And like
1: I was saying before, there's some of the tracks that they just haven't produced a lot of derby winners. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, tracks that, uh, could come up and surprise you. Anything can happen. It's a horse race. You don't know where they're coming from or
0: where they're going. So, just to kind of go back point-wise what we're looking at for the Derby this year, we're
1: looking at Forte. Uh, Forte has come up with some, some good, 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 uh, uh, good, good, good money. Um, he's got 90 points. He's earned a 1833000 between trained by Todd Fletcher, and he's on the same training course that always Dreaming was in. Uh, then we have confidence Game uh, with uh, Keith and Stormo. This horse come out of nowhere. He come out of nowhere and he, he snagged some good, good, uh, points. 705, 705,000 in our, um you know, we'll see how he does, you know, with it. Uh, Angel of Empire, uh, which was another horse that, you know, started showing some good uh, talent. Uh, back during the, during the winter, the early winter, uh, trained by Brad Cox. Uh, really looks good. Yeah. I hope Brad's bringing him along. Brad's kept him in, uh, Louisiana. Uh, they've been training there again. You know, we're looking at what kind of weather conditions was he training under? How long, you know, how many good days did he have? And that, that makes a big difference, you know, because when you're weather, you come in and you got a good, uh, scheduled work coming up and it's muddy or, you know, track's bad, you can't train, uh, you know, work, that's tough. Um, We have a horse named Race Kane. Uh, He's a violence horse in which, um, uh, you know, he's half-brother to the 4K, so we know that these horses can run and everything, and that's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how that horse comes out. On his training going to, and he's got 54 points. So now you're looking at, 4 uh, Forte, which has 90. And, uh, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, the rest of them are, you know, 40, 50 points down, you know, below. And with, um, with, uh, you know, races that are coming up, uh, they're 100 point races and they can, they can catapult somebody up front, you know, to get in, in there. Uh, but we'll just have to see. We'll, we'll know more after. You know, after Saturday. Saturday, tomorrow, the races tomorrow will strictly define who is and who isn't. You know, you'll pretty much have your top 20, you know, after racing tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow night
1: at 6.30, you're gonna, you'll, you'll know, you'll know who's there. um at 5th, we got Practical Move. Uh he's, uh, he was a Bob Baffert horse, uh,
0: that, um uh, that was a good horse, Um, uh, he went to, um uh, Tim Yachton from Bob Baffert's barn, you
1: know, so we'll, we'll just see what happens there, you know, with that. Uh, don't know what's going on, but we'll see. You know what? Uh, he's, he's a nice horse. He's got 443,000, but he's only got 50 derby points. And that's pretty much for the rest of the tier on down. They, they don't have much, um, congruent, uh, he, he's a good horse, to, uh, uh, you know, he's got 50 points, uh, but he's only got 240,000, so, you know, you know that didn't get him there twice, you know, very much. Then we got, um Tap Trice, which is, um, a ple- another pleasure horse. It's got 310,000, he's got 50 points. You know, did that, is that gonna be enough to keep him in there? Then here comes Rocket Can, Um, you know, from Billy Mott, he, he's he been on a good road. Uh, we have Red Root 1, uh, and ask me, we have, uh, Instant Coffee, they got 32 points. Uh, Rocky Kent's got 40, Red 1's got 33. Uh, we're looking at Classic Car Wash, 26, Summer Thunder, 24, Central Banker, 24. Two Fills, which was on the Derby Trail early, doing good. Won a couple of good races, but you can see he, he's, uh, only got 23 points. Um, Hit Show, which was another horse that, that looked pretty good, a Brad Cox horse, um, he's got 20 points. Uh, we got got, uh, let's see here, we've got uh, Slip Mahoney, nice horse, Brad Cox horse, uh, he's got 20 points. Uh, Curly Jack that was on the trail early with Tom Amos, the one at Iroquois, he's got 17. And, you know, when you start looking at the points that they have here in these top 23 horses, how they got them and where they're at and how they started out, a lot of them started out really good, started out really good. And then, you know what happened? They they weren't doing good. They were not doing very good, not very good at all. And so that's what we kind of look at is what's going on with them. We want to see what how ha- happens, happens, uh, you know, with these races coming up this weekend. Uh, the races that are coming up, uh, I'll be—you'll be able to see them on um, ientv.org. You'll be able to see those horses, uh, what, what it looks like for them coming up. Um, you see it live. That's the best thing and part about it. If you get to see them live, and you know. I was just thinking the other day, who's going to be the big surprise this year? Who's going to be the big surprise? You know, you're looking at Fletcher's group and Cox, the Red Cox, you're looking at the horses that left, uh, Tim, uh, Bob Baffert and went to Tim Yakinson. You know, it's tough. It's, you know, it's tough. And the reason I'm saying some of these horses might be in prep, getting prep for the, uh, for the preakness, uh, the owner, Has to sit down and, you know, naturally I'd like to run in the, in the derby and, you know, who wouldn't? And the bad thing about it is, is you gotta be realistic. Uh, and, and I say the reason I say it's a bad thing is because your heart wants you to run in the derby, to experience that, having a horse in the derby, having a chance to win the derby. You know, they say it's a lifetime of chance and a chance of a lifetime. You know, and you're 20 of the top, you know, uh, thousands of thoroughbreds that are full every year. And the tough part about it is, is making that decision somewhere here in the next 30 days to see if you should run in the derby because you've got to change your training if you're going to run into the Preakness and you got to get off that Derby trail training and you got to get onto the Preakness trail training which is completely different because Preakness is shorter, different track, different turns, uh, you know, a lot of different things. And the best analogy I could have about the Kentucky Derby is what we just said. We talked about all the races that led up to the Kentucky Derby, going to the Derby, and how you can get off that road to the Kentucky Derby real quick. You know, I mean, that's one of the things that just really hurts. It's when you're on the road to the derby and, you know, uh, and whether it's uh, an injury uh, or whether you realize that, you know, hey, I got a good horse, but not that type of horse. Uh, you know, that th- these last few months and especially these next uh, two weeks are going to put a lot of trainers and owners and, you know, jockeys, uh, you know, they're going to come to the realization that it's not, you know, it's not in their best interest to run in the derby. And you start looking towards the preakness. You know, that's that's what you do. You know, that's your contingency plan. Because as an owner with a colt, you you have to look at your resume when he goes to the breeding shed, if he's good enough to go to the breeding shed. So then you start looking at the Haskell and Monmouth Park. You look at the Travers and uh uh you know, Saratoga, you look at the Breeders Cup Classic, uh, that comes up in November. Uh, you look at all these things, different things, um that, you know, you're looking at. And notice how, how so far we have not talked about the Belmont because the Belmont is the, is how I'm going to summarize what we've just talked about here today on the show about how you get to where you go. If you look at all of the horses that are training up to what we're supposed to be doing for the Derby and for the Preakness, and, and there's 20 horse fields, they're full fields. All these preparations, usually 12, 15, 20
0: horse fields. And what happens when you get to the Belmont? You look, there's usually just a six, seven, eight horse field, and
1: they're all usually outside shooters. Horses that you haven't heard at all about all year long because they're on a different path and a different, you know, training schedule to go to the Derby or to the Belmont, you know, and that's why you, you it was hard to find triple crown winners because you got to get on, a, you know, a real tough, uh, you know, Derby and Preakness trail. And so that's, that's where we're at now. We're, you know, we're these races have weed them out. We're going to know who's who and what's what, you know, that type of thing here so uh, it's going to be interesting to see you know what happens this weekend and like i said monday or tuesday uh this week we'll know we'll pretty much know who the derby's going to be uh you know that that's going to be a for, for real deal uh you know we'll, we'll start talking really derby you know good derby things and then our derby program programming uh, if you come to IEMTV.org on on uh, the morning, uh, we'll be broadcasting the uh, Dawn at the Down, Downs. Uh, it's, uh, watch all the horses work every morning, go to the track and train and see interviews with the uh, trainers and jockeys and owners, uh, you know, about how the horses are preparing that last, you know, two weeks, for uh, three weeks for the Derby. Uh, that's always good. Uh, a good insight. You get to see them train. Um, it'll be coming on at seven thirty in the morning, and it'll be uh seven days a week. You know, you really enjoy it, and you'll see all the Derby doings and what they're doing on at uh, Churchill. Uh, if you go to our website now to Churchill Downs, click on Churchill. they give you all the information. Uh, they're really starting to uh, you know push the heck out of the Preakness uh, stakes this year, advertising wise. Uh, that's looking good, but now it's coming down to the critical, uh, you know, the critical, uh, um, decisions, uh, to see who survived all these different things here for, you know, this year's Kentucky Derby. That, that's what it's all going to be about and to see what happens. And, you know, it's kind of funny when we sit back and think about all the things that we've talked about, only about transportation and, and feed and all like that. Probably the most crucial decision you have to make in the next two weeks is going to be what data we ship to Churchill. What data we ship to Churchill. Uh, you know, of course the horses from California, they'll be flying in. A lot of them fly in from New York and Florida. They'll fly them up on Texas. They'll fly them up. And, uh, you know, that's an easier trip for them, uh, which to fly up. And, you know, opposed to, to the van, and, uh, you know, that type of thing. So, you know, that's what these owners are starting to look at now. They're kind of, you know, circling the wagons and, and making the final decisions, you know, to get there, um, you know, to Churchill, you know, and, and then of course, you know, when you get a horse in the Derby, you got all of your friends calling you, wanting to know how he's doing, uh, um, you know, when are you going? any tickets? You know, you get that whole thing. You know, it's exciting, um, you know, to do. And, and like for me, like tomorrow morning, um, we got five horses that are gonna be um uh key could be key derby horses uh coming up. Um we got a couple that are gonna be in the Florida Derby. Uh we, uh, we got them um,
0: uh
1: a couple that might go to the Wood Memorial um you know, up in New York. Uh we got uh we got some good horses left here. So tomorrow morning is a big, uh, is a big morning for us over at, uh, um, over at uh, Palm Beach Downs. Uh, we're gonna see, uh, Forte, uh, Tappet Trice, um, uh, Litigate, um they're gonna be putting their, their last best work in, uh, before the, uh, Florida Derby. And then, you know, hopefully that'll catapult them uh, going into, uh, into the Kentucky Derby. And like I said, um you know, we could, there's a possibility of having three horses in there from uh, Palm Beach Town in the Florida Derby. And the thing of it is, is only one of them can win it. And, you know, what whoever wins it, it will be, you know, in the top two or three, uh, you know, horses for, for the, um, uh, Kentucky Derby. Right now, uh, Forte, he, uh, he stands, uh, at the top of the, uh, of the bunch. And, you know, we'll have to see kind of who goes, who goes from there. Um, you know, and, and tomorrow, like I said, uh, be a good work before the derby, uh, you know, kind of set the path for all the rest of the horses and gonna be going, you know, who's going to the derby, who's going to the Preakness. uh, who's gonna be, uh, you know, prep for a good, uh, summer run, you know, and then to the Breeders Cup. That's what's gonna happen one. And so, you know, I, I'm excited about, uh, you know, tomorrow morning. Uh, you know, it's gonna be good to see what happens. But, you know, the whole long and short of it is, is that journey to the Kentucky Derby is just something that's just amazing. There's no set way to get there. You know, there's no right feed to give a, give a horse. There's no right truck to put them on. There's no right plane to put them on. There's no right jockey to put them on. There's no, you don't know. If you could sit down and put it on paper and say, okay, this is how you win the Derby. You use this feed. You use this truck company. You use this jockey. Uh you race in this race. Uh, um, you know, th- this is how you do that. Uh you give him so many carrots a day. Uh you give him two days off of month. Uh, you know, there's so many things that you could sit down and try to write down. And you know what? You never do know. They asked the great Woody Stevens, when there five Belmonts in a row. They asked Woody. They said, Woody, how did you get when five Belmonts in a row? And he just kind of laughed at him. He said, "You know," he said, "If I knew that, he said, I'd write a book. He said, sell it, make a million dollars,
0: and he said, retire."
1: He said, "There's no, there's no way. You can't sit down and, and write, you
0: know, uh, uh, you know,
1: a book that says this is how you do it. You know, this is how he did it, but he can't say he can't say this is how you do it. And that's where I can in the horse
0: business." Um you got thousands of trainers at war of line and you don't know what's gonna be the right key, key key to it. Um you got you have somewhat of an idea, but
1: you know the intangibles that come in there. A horse's mindset on the day of the derby. Uh, a horse's uh uh how is he feeling good, you know, did, did he get plenty of rest. Uh, you know, there's so many things there. And then the crowd. You know, you're looking at over a hundred thousand people that'll be there. It's a home and environment that this horse has never been exposed to and will never be exposed to again until the next derby happens. And you know, with you being a three year old, you can only run in a derby once and, and that's your, that's your day. That's your day. When you come out of that tunnel and they're playing my old Kentucky home, you got a hundred thousand people singing and screaming and hollering, you know, and this horse has never seen this before uh You know, you're looking at people on all sides of you, in front of you, back of you, uh, you know, all all around, you know, everywhere. Um, And that horse has never seen that. So, you know, his mind gets into the game then. You know, he's thinking like, you know, well, I thought I was coming here to race, but, you know, it looks like there's a party here. And so, you know, you, you wonder how it affects the horses. Some will come out there, won't bother them a bit. You know, they'll drop that head down, they'll start warming up, and they know that they're in there at a race. And then there's a bunch of other horses that are going to be there and say, holy cow, what is this? What did I get myself into?
0: Um,
1: You know, and then they're going to load up in that gate. And when they come out of that gate, the crowd starts to roar, screaming and hollering, cheering on each one of the horses. You got got 20 horses on the field. You could be in the middle. You have 10 on one side, 9 on the other. And, um, they're all running and you know, trying to get there. Uh, they got to run the stretch twice there at Churchill, uh, which makes it tough, tough on them. Um, can you get the horse to relax? Uh, it's adrenaline pumping. Does it still, uh, you know, affecting the horse's mind? You know, what he sees and, you know, how he's being ridden and the horses around him, are they bumping into him, throwing in dirt in his face or, you know, has he got a, a long way to, you know, to catch the field, uh, when the field stands out at the head of the stretch, you know, where do I go? Right, left, up the center? Uh, do I follow somebody? You know, wh- what do I do? You know, there's so many things that's, um, getting into the head of that horse that he, that the horse has to make a decision. He's got to make a decision where he goes and how he runs and what
0: he does. You know, that, that's the last decision made on how they get there. It's a horse. He makes that decision how he's gonna run, and that, that's the tough part about it, man. I tell you, that's the tough part about it. Also, owners and
1: trainers can do is sit back and say, you know, well, we did the right thing because we won the Derby, you know, or we didn't do the right thing because we didn't win the Derby, you know. But yet, you could have done the right thing and and not win the Derby, but you still did the right thing because you got there. And that's what, that's what I like about it, uh, the, the derby is my experiences that we've had in the derby, um, which was, which were really good ones. Um, I, the way I looked at it is we did everything we possibly could to get the horse to the derby. You know, in our minds, in the training program of the trainer and the owners and, and the grooms and the hot lockers and exercise riders, you know, things were done properly. In the way you know that the management had determined we're going to go to the Derby on. So you sit there and you look at it and you come back and if you don't win, if you don't win, you just get beat by a bunch of better horses. So long and short of it, you know that it's not because you know we broke bad or you know we got pinched off in the turn or you know this or that. You know we threw a shoe or whatever. You know the way I look at it, we just got beat by. Better horse, you know, and so when you look at it like that, it becomes fun. And then the most ironic part of, of this year long, uh, endeavor or two year endeavor to get the horse to the Kentucky Derby. When you get there, and I tell you what, uh, in 1982, I worked with a horse called Albaba. Uh, we came in, we were one of the free, uh, one of the featured, uh, um uh, horses. Uh, by ABC Sports that year, and we thought we were going to win it, Uh, you know, because we set up there, we won the Louisiana Derby, and, you know, we had our road to the Derby, and it was going good.
0: <laughs> but, and
1: every day, the 10 days before Derby, in our barn, we had newspaper people, we had TV cameras, we had celebrities, we had all kinds of people stopping by the barn, wanting to look at What and like they did all the other horses, you know, uh, they all ha- had that same uh hope and that same dream. And so on the way walking him on the way over to the paddock, I had a good feeling. Uh he was feeling good. Uh he was a horse that the that the crowd didn't bother him. You know, the crowd didn't bother him. A large field wouldn't bother him. You know, he was one of those type of horses. And so I, I was excited and i will never forget we take him out, uh get him saddled, take him out to the track and let him go. And, And, uh, he warms up really good. Uh, you know, Donnie Brumfield was riding a good veteran, you know, jockey that had been there and done that. And, uh, so I was excited. They get him into the gate. He breaks good. He comes out of the gate. He's, uh, going down the stretch for the first time and he's laying fourth and fifth and he's in the mix, you know, as they say, hits the back stretch. I mean, you know, he starts moving, making his move, hits the three eighths pole and he, you know, we're looking at, you know, you know, I'm starting to think, like, my God, this, he, he could win this thing. And then there was a horse called Koopa Joy a Philly. And she comes out and she bumped into Al Baba and he, uh,
0: uh,
1: got knocked sideways. He wrenched a hawk and, um uh, but he, he finished, uh, we ended up finished like an 11th with
0: him and
1: everything. But nevertheless, you know, we, that was all part of the, uh, all the derby, you know, plan. And, and not to, you know, we didn't win it, uh, because he wrenched a hot and he wrenched a hot. We just got beat by better horses. And that that was that's all there was to it. You know, all those other horses, you know, they got banged up, beat up, you know, they had a, a tough way to go. But, you know, they just you know, we just flat out got beat. You know, and and every derby's like that. Uh, you know, when you get up there and you you win, uh you, you know, you save very little uh, you know, and and uh, when you lose you say very little, and when you win, you say even less. And that's what it was all about, you know. And so now there's a lot of anticipation. A lot of pre-derby parties are getting ready to start this weekend. And, and every week um, from the owners and the trainers and the grooms and, and the jockeys, it's kind of a, a month-long celebration, you know, uh, what could be, Uh you know, what could be, you know. You, then in a couple of weeks, you're going to start thinking about, well, did I have the right clothes for the derby? Uh, did I have the, the warm jackets? You know, did I have the, uh, uh you know, everything, uh, you know, right? You start making your derby with. And, and, you know, that, that kind of helps takes the edge off of, of the anticipation of getting to the derby. But, you know, this Saturday is the one that is the real deal. Saturday is what I call it. Because you got uh, five weeks to the derby. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. And like I said, you know, Tuesday, we'll know pretty much who the top 20 are going to be in the derby. Um, cause the, the races that are left, um, a few might come out of the races that are left, but I, you know, I highly doubt it. So if you turn it, if you uh, go to our website on Tuesday, you'll see my top derby picks and now we'll go from there. So it's been a great. Thursday our Friday i keep forget today's Friday and because we had qualifiers here from standard branch that are going north um this morning here at sunshine Meadows. it's so and now and we got to a couple of girls that'll be riding um in the miami um global champions um uh show in miami beach next week, so we got a lot of high end uh horses that are getting ready to be um put on display and Tested to their best of their ability from Sunshine Meadows, Delray Equestrian, and Palm Beach Shams. Talk to you guys next week on Friday, and we'll see what we got going on. And we'll have it all down. I'll tell you and tell you the winner next week. The 2023 Kentucky Derby, how they get there. This is Scott Miller, Delray Beach, Florida. Have a great weekend.